It was 2003. I walked into the Supreme Court building, Washington, D.C., to give what was, in my view, uh, arguments in a historic case, Flint's first criminal case to ever reach the high court. Obviously, over the years, I dreamed about appearing in that court, as every lawyer does who's honest with himself. And on that bench were, were giants. Justice John Paul Stevens, uh, Justice um, Sandra Day O'Connor, Justice William Rehnquist, but none stood taller than Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who later became known in her 80s as the notorious RBG. She was some kind of some kind of woman some impressive strong smart uh, enormously resourceful intellectually i had the privilege of representing the people of the state of michigan in particular those from genesee county in front of that court on that day in may in May. And as a result of that experience, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was indelibly etched in my head. She asked questions of my opponent and myself. And what I recall most vividly about that experience was the exchange that the justice had with my opponent. And in the case, it wasn't particularly, it was a technical case that had to deal with double jeopardy, questions of whether a person could be tried twice for the same offense. Justice Ginsburg uh, engaged in a colloquy with my opponent, and essentially it went something like this, you know, well, what would you tell your client at the end of the court's ruling? What would be your advice to your client at that point? Because my opponent didn't argue the case, didn't represent the defendant who, who he uh, had, was representing in front of the court in, at, at the time of trial in Flint. My opponent was speechless. Justice Ginsburg sat up and said, I know exactly what you would say. I know exactly what you would say. And having read her biography and her, and her path to getting to the Supreme Court, it was clear that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg had an enormous amount of experience that dwarfed the entire Supreme Court in criminal law. She had tried over 140 cases, excuse me, she had appeared in more than 140 cases before the high court, and she had spent a career representing uh, people who uh, had the system fail them or not serve them right. So she took that 
point of view as an advocate for the American Civil Liberties Union onto the high bench. Her, what was amazing about her is how truly smart she was and how she was able to use that intellectual skill to help those and empathize with those who were powerless and who, who, who weren't given all the prerogatives that so many with the high-priced lawyers, with the well-endowed family trust, or who had nothing much more than the clothes on their back and barely a house to live in. She stood for everything that was right about America. I was sad to learn today about her passing because in my lifetime, there are very few people who have left that this earth who had served in government who made a bigger impression on me. I can only think of John Kennedy and I was yet a young boy at that time, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, who never served in government, but left one hell of an impression for what they stood for, for what they believed, and for how they listened to others and what they, what they meant to leave, not self-serving, but they were in service to their country and to humanity. I wanted to spend a second or two to explain to you what uh, some others have said about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. In one case, uh, Justice Ginsburg, who had talked to National Public Radio about what it was like to hear constant rumors about her own death, uh, Justice, Gin Justice Ginsburg uh, had some life principles, and one of those was insist on your own survival. Uh, so she said, quote, there was a senator, I think it was after my pancreatic cancer, who announced with great glee that I was going to be dead within six months. That senator, whose name I have forgotten, is now dead himself, and I am very much alive. Ginsburg went on to say that uh, she was hoping that her own eulogy wouldn't be written for many years, and that in the NPR interview referenced opera singer Marilyn Horn, who was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2005 and said, I will live. She was an amazing person because she essentially uh, believed in the notion that you need to cultivate a beginner's mind. One of the things that kept uh, Justice Ginsburg intellectually spry was that she was open to new information in ways that's rare among public officials of her status. According to P National Public Radio, during oral arguments in February, Ginsburg encountered a term that was unfamiliar to her and immediately asked about it. Ginsburg's question was unrelated to the dispute but her insistence on satiating, satiating her curiosity is what made the moment such a fine demonstration of an expert remaining ever fresh. Justice Ginsburg 
believed in gender equality and she believed it must be lived. Perhaps no other public official in the history of this country ever did more, ever stood stronger, and ever made and understood how to make changes to make America a place where gender does not matter as to employment and other opportunities in society. She uh, was a person who uh, captured the imagination of, of my daughters and a lot of women in this country simply because she stood out as somebody who believed in something bigger than herself. She taught at Columbia Law School. Uh, She was a leading uh, attorney for the ACLU's Women's Rights Project. She did all this while raising two children. Much of that during a time when she was litigating cases before the United States Supreme Court. Mind you that an attorney who appears in front of that court rarely who does it full-time, and that's their whole business, and there aren't very many of those lawyers uh, around, uh, may argue two or three, maybe four cases a year in front of the United States Supreme Court. So the complexity and nature of the cases that she was preparing for required enormous amounts of research. Um, Leah uh, Fessler wrote in an article for Quartz uh, Online Magazine. Quote, one of these calls came the morning after Ginsburg stayed up all night writing a brief. While working at her Columbia office, she picked up the phone and gave a pointed response. Quote, this child has two parents. Please alternate calls. It's his father's turn, unquote. Ruth Bader Ginsburg lived what she believed. Another thing she believed in in her life principles was life-changing inspiration can come from anywhere. And in Ruth Bader Ginsburg's life, uh, she was open to other people's points of view. And uh, whenever uh, she heard the word feminist, she helped to shape what's possible for women. She also believed that a woman should be of action. And she said, quote, vision and action, we can join hands with others, like mind, kindling lights, along paths leading out of the terrifying darkness. May those lights guide us through the coming days. Another thing that Ruth Ginsburg believed in was not taking herself too seriously. She was not above appearing at mock trials for Shakespearean characters. She loved opera and actually appeared at one point on stage in an opera. But she did not put anything ahead of her work, including three broken ribs. Lastly, one of her principles was, you're never too old for fishnet. Enough said. So with all of that, Um, It's hard not to celebrate the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She is 
one of those Americans that will live on in history and her legacy will be bright. It's sad to see her go. It's sad to see people who even in this day and age cannot see beyond their own their own self uh, to not take a moment to pause and recognize the tremendous accomplishments of this woman because it wasn't always in the winning that she made the best points often it was in dissent we should never forget that as Americans no matter how divided we are rest in peace Ruth Bader Ginsburg America loves you